0: This message is from the U.S. Department of Veterans Affairs. Did you know veterans enrolled in VA health care can use over 4,000 urgent care locations across the country to treat non-life-threatening conditions? It's easy and free. Just show your Veteran Health ID card. Get the best care for veterans. Sign up
1: at VA.gov or visit your nearest VA medical center.
2: Y'all ready for this? Watch this? We are the warriors who learn to love the pain We come from different places but have the same name Cause we were, cause we were, Cause we were, cause we were born for that, we were born for that We are the broken ones who chose to start the plane Watch as the fire rages, our hearts are never changed, Cause we were, cause we were
3: Hard work pays off,
4: dreams come true, bad times don't last,
2: but bad guys do.
0: on the web at mbradio.us. I want to make
2: it clear that the views expressed by our hosts are not considered the official stance of MBR views. Remember, this is all about having fun and enjoying the ride. Turnbuckles
3: Turnbuckles and and
2: stogies!
4: is up. Good morning. Good morning. Happy Sunday morning here in the Big Apple. It's negative 10 degrees according to the weather, man. But other than that, hope everybody had a great weekend. Me and my son did. Uh, we're just chilling out. Uh, well, smoking. I'm just getting over being sick. He's just so. getting over being sick. I'm just being a lazy person this weekend. But right now, we are, I'm smoking the David Blanco Prince Hall Maduro uh, And he has the Habano. I have
1: the Habano version.
4: So we are going to sit here and talk about let's talk about some wrestling first. Let's uh talk about Nick Nemeth.
1: What did he show up in Puerto Rico last night?
4: Showed up in Puerto Rico. What that's the most wanted free agent right now.
1: Basically, what he is.
4: I mean, the guy was in New Japan.
1: Well, he's he's not done with Japan, he's not done with uh, TNA I don't think right now he's just enjoying the ability to be able to go where he wants
4: so I was watching a podcast with him the other day and he said he came right out of school and went right to the WWE he said and being on the independence it's giving him like free reign of whatever he wants. It's giving to do. him
1: creative freedom is what it is.
4: Right. He said not that he didn't like the WWE. He said, but now he picks and chooses where he wants to go mm-hmm. and what he wants to do and who he wants to wrestle. But that's the hottest free agent going. You know, I mean look at his brother. Him and his brother teaming up. I mean you know so what do you think of this uh so right now you have in the WWE you have Seth Rollins out. Becky Lynch just came out with her, her first children's book. Mm-hmm. Uh, Roman Reigns and The Rock are going at it Well, hard.
1: Roman is going to wind up, uh, I think, giving the title up. But you have Rollins out. You have Cora Jade out. You have Charlotte out. Um, so far, there's no news on Austin Theory from the other night. Yeah. Uh, I mean, there's, the the injury bug has plagued them quite a bit over the last month or two. So it'll be interesting to see what they do.
4: Let me introduce my buddy here. So this is my buddy. Check him out. Do we look alike? This is my buddy right here. My brother-in-law gave me this. Made in South Carolina for us. For me, actually. See the glasses, the cigar, the beard, the hat? It's my brother. So, so now with that being said, on on some of the wrestling points, let's talk about football. Man, I'll tell you, man, some of these teams just uh, morning, Coop, some of these teams just ain't uh, what they cut out to be. I mean,
1: oh, and another thing, because I forgot about that, he's doing good though, but you know, prayers go out to to pops and the family and everybody he's doing great so
4: yes family yes uh all the all the Samoans pops was in a hospital um you know so you
1: know actually I believe we have one of the family members coming on in April yes we do so stay tuned for that that'll be a fun podcast
4: so I think the 49ers won
1: yes they did
4: and the Ravens won. So now it's between.
1: The Ravens are actually hosting the uh, the championship game.
4: They beat the Packers, the 49ers. And now it's the Buccaneers and the Lions. I'm going to go with the Buccaneers on that. And then you got the Chiefs and the Bills. I'm going to go with the Bills.
1: Nah, I'd go Chiefs. Uh, I think it's going to be. I think this year it's going to be the Chiefs and the Ravens. I
4: don't know, man. The, 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 or no,
1: the Chiefs and. uh. Oh, my God. It's too early for me to do this right now.
4: So I think the Bills are gonna win.
1: Morning.
3: Than...
1: <laughs> we can't say those words. Um you know, I'm not gonna, I'm not even gonna put that comment on the screen. We're just gonna let that one go. Um, I don't know. He's got the link. We'll see what happens.
4: So what else? What else we got to talk about today? I mean,
1: there's there's a lot to... Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice. I mean, I know ISPW just had their show last night in Barnett at the high school. You had, uh, I believe, headlining was the Now versus Sent to Slaughter, which was Dan Moff and Sean Donovan.
4: Well, don't forget. Don't forget. May 25th.
1: So that should be interesting.
4: Boss Dog, aka Big Dog in the wrestling world, the <laughs> are going to be down in New, uh, what is it, Brennan? Newburn, Bern. New Bern, North Carolina, making their debut for a new federation. And we also are the Bookers, so stay tuned for that. We're going to put that up here. That's going to be one of our sponsors next. So, you know, we want to give a shout out to our sponsors this morning. He's in Miami. Him and his wife, they went to a comedy show, had some adult beverages and a couple cigars. Yes. B-A-M-F Cigars. Shout out to them. Shout out to Fanatic Cigar House in Lodi, New Jersey. And shout out to J.B. Cigars and Tom's River. So any three of those, if you order from them, tell them Turnbuckles and Stogie sent you. You get 10% off. So, you know, we just want to give them a shout out. So now, it is now seven ten. So what else do we got to talk about, son? Um, I mean, like I said there's there's a lot
1: going on to talk about. I mean, Will Ospreay starts as a a regular for AEW on TV next month. It's it's very interesting to see. I know uh well, no, another big free agent from New Japan is Okada, the Rainmaker. Right. So, it'll be interesting to see where he goes. So far he's been in TNA. I know he's talked about signing with the WWE and possibly AEW. We'll see what happens there. I mean, I know where I'd like to see him. I think now in WWE with Triple H in charge, he would do great. It'll be very interesting to see where that goes. I would love
4: to see him and him and uh, Austin Theory go at it. Uh,
1: you know, Austin's not I, – I think you'd have a better shot at
4: – Austin's not on that level yet?
1: Nah, it's not that he's not on that level. If you want to draw that main event style from Japan – you could put him and AJ together in the main event there. You could put him and Nakamura. You could put—I mean, there's there's endless amounts over there. But AEW is everybody he's ever wrestled in Japan. You have Kenny Omega, Chris Jericho, John Moxley, uh, Brian Danielson, or Daniel Bryan, whatever his name is. You have Yuta. You have the Bucks. You have, I mean, there's just, there's endless over, on both sides of the street, there's endless amounts of possibilities. But Okada said he's, Okada's always talked about wrestling at WrestleMania. So it'll be very interesting to see where this goes.
4: Hmm. Well, I just think that my brother, guy that I trained, Eddie Kingston, well-deserved, he even bought a new outfit Guy ain't bought an outfit in 20 years. He bought a new uh, he bought new boots, he bought new singlet, he bought new pants. Well, his gear is also modeled after Kawhi. So, you know, the guy hasn't bought gear in over 20 years since I've known him. So, for him to do that, the man is well, the man is good. Right now, WWE has star power going on with everybody that's made a comeback and they're going to have a hard time with storylines with all of these guys. Correct, Mr. Cooper, correct. We have a question. um, Says right now, WWE has too much star power going on with everybody that's made a comeback. So they're gonna have a hard time with storylines with all of these guys. You're correct. You know what, me being in the wrestling world, when you have too much star power, there is uh, – everybody wants to be put over, per se. Well, me, I, I could care less being put over. Just pay me my money. I'll take the fall. I'll I lay on the mat, look at the stars. It don't matter. But you
1: got to remember now, too, that they also – they have a lot of star power, but you're going into Rumble and Mania season, so it's kind of their, their end of the year. So you'll see – you'll see feuds wrap up. You'll see new feuds start. Right. And, you know, you'll see new feuds start. You'll see feuds end. Some feuds might go all the way to the chamber. We'll see. I mean, it's it's very
4: interesting. So, it is 7.15. We are here. Boss Dog, the Vanilla Gorilla. Yes, sir. So, on that note, we are going to go and take a commercial break and say hi to our 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 people, and then we'll come back and we will have the man himself, Mr. David Blanco of Blanco Cigars.
2: He sits on his bed with his gun in his hand thinks his life is over, he can't understand A bottle of whiskey and some pills in the drawer He doesn't want to hurt himself or hurt anymore Why must it be this way? Just think it all over and listen to the each day, cause you are not alone, so take my hand brother, let's read this together too, the floor, she finds a crumpled letter just behind the door, begins to read it with tears in her eyes, a horrible feeling takes over inside, says honey can I talk to you, there has to be something, something. It's each G- day
4: Back here, turnbuckles and stogies on Sunday morning on Roku TV on a Northeast streaming podcast network on Roku TV. Check us out; you can watch all our episodes from now until doomsday. So now we are going to bring in our special guest today because it's time, Mister Mister David Blanco himself. It's time for the interview of and the, the interview week. of the week.
0: Good morning David how are you Good morning sir Good morning this is for the record the earliest interview i have ever done <laughs>
4: <laughs> Well In my life. thank, you.
0: thank Mr. you Blanco
4: we appreciate that sir and thank you're you welcome. Thank You're you for, welcome you're uh, welcome thank you for uh when we when we had a spot because of a uh, a cancellation cuz the person had surgery we appreciate you reaching out to us and uh wanting to come on that Means a lot, and uh, you know, so
1: just so everybody can see, that's
4: that's that's the lighter,
1: and this is the, the majority. You have uh, the you gotta Maduro be, we out. gotta be careful what we show. I forgot we're yeah, on TikTok because
4: we're on TikTok too. So uh, TikTok, you can't, you, can't, smoke you like gotta,
0: that. you gotta do this, yeah. Oh, can't smoke. Uh, that's one of the things you're violating the community standards if you're smoking. Yeah, I, yeah, I guess yeah, so, yeah. yeah. Meanwhile, you can show
4: uh, boobs and oh, butts no, on
1: tikTok there. is. TikTok's a little yeah, more...
4: So, David, <laughs> again, <clears throat> thanks for coming on. Yes.
0: Pleasure so, mind, guys. Pleasure to be here. Uh, nice to talk to you. Um so, go ahead. No, that's it. So,
4: what made you get into cigars and become this big con- and I want to say conglomerate, but
0: as big as you are in the cigar world? Okay, um, so interesting story, and we got some time. I don't know how much time we have, by the way. How much time do we have? We you got, got about you
1: 40 minutes.
0: Okay. All right.
1: We got I'll
0: enough. make it the abridged version. I'll condense five generations of information into a shorter time than that. We, uh, My family my family has been in the industry uh, since 1886. Wow. Um, uh, the family came from Spain to Cuba and started growing tobacco there in the Vuelta Abajo, which is the Pinar del Rio area where all of the Cuban tobacco is grown, even to today. Um, And uh, like most other Cuban families, uh, we lost everything in the revolution. Uh, My family actually took part in the revolution, um, but then was betrayed like everybody else was uh, by Castro and uh, had to flee. And uh, my family escaped um, in 1961, 62, uh, to the United States with the clothes on their back, and all of the businesses and everything else were lost. Everything was nationalized. Cuba owns everything to this day. Uh, everybody's businesses, pretty much. So um, I was born here in the United States. I was the first one of my family born here, and I was born in Chicago, which is why you probably hear the accent. And um, yeah. as I became you know, older in age and became an adult, um, I was always aware of the family's legacy of the cigar business that they had in in Cuba. And, um, you know, I was told the, you know, the full length story as I became a little older and my father handed me a cigar and said, let me tell you, you know, you know, the coming of age story when you guys are father and son, right? Hand your son a cigar and you, you know, tell him about life and, my story was here. Here's a cigar. Let me tell you about what cigars are to our family, what they mean, and I got the whole legacy story. And Very so I, I was a young man smoking cigars, and I always had this, you know, thought of what the family business must have been like and what it was like, and I, generations. Four, my father was the fourth generation in the business. Wow. Came wow. A young yeah. You know? And uh, lost. It was lost. So in the nineties, as I hit my twenties and uh i was the only guy my age smoking right young tw- in my 20s in the 90s early 90s uh um, i was like that now i was the only guy
1: smoking cigars in my at 18 19 years old and, so david
0: mm-hmm. so david
1: so you know so nobody else everybody else was doing all kinds of other here's, stuff i'm here's, smoking here's cigars
4: i want you to ask him what was the first cigar he smoked at 18 so
1: i'll so the first cigar at 18 that i smoked was the acid blondie
0: I was gonna say Cuba, Cuba or Blondie. <laughs> Which one was
1: No, it was it was a Blondie. I haven't. I've heard now. I've heard that the the Cuba Cuba is pretty good. I've heard that. If you like I've that kind of it, thing,
0: yeah, it's, I've it's not, very yeah, popular. I know
1: people that that smoke it. I, I've I haven't ventured back into that line yet. There's there's been a few that. Oh, that's uh that is actually that is our producer. One of the people from the network on Roku. Okay. Well, thank you Thank you for having us, Linda. We're glad we can uh, so start the day, day off. So you
4: story, for back in the 90s, you were smoking when everybody right. so, was so, playing games.
0: So here's how it changed a little bit from what your, his story is to my story, is that back then, nobody was really smoking cigars. Until right. 92-ish, and right. the, it was the advent of Cigar Ficionado magazine. Right. And so... Yes suddenly everybody started, all my friends, suddenly started coming to me because I was the only guy they knew that smoked cigars. So they wanted to be part of the cool guy thing, right? So it was, hey, how do you cut a cigar? How do you light a cigar? What's a good cigar? Ask, go, let's go ask Dave. <laughs> so I, uh-huh. I, I became the subject matter expert for everybody, anything cigar. And so it became yep. a very faddish thing. Everybody smoking. The magazine created this lifestyle thing. Cigar shops even started changing and developing into lounges as we know them today because cigar shops back then used to be a place where you bought a cigar and left. And left, correct. That was it. It was like a bodega or something like that, right? It was a bodega. But yeah, when smoke. you get when you get your your Lucy's for like 5 cents a piece. <laughs> now because of the the popularity as because of the magazine which I got to give uh um, him credit, uh, Marvin Schenken, the guy who created Cigar out and Wine Spectator and a few other things. Um, because of that, um, the industry started changing and adapting and evolving into places to smoke. So moving right along, um, they were like, Hey Dave, we don't know anything about cigars. What's a good cigar. What are you smoking? Can I get one of what you're smoking? And I was getting cigars from my family and I was like, sure, here, have a cigar. <laughs> and then it was, Hey, can I get another one? Okay. Here you have another cigar. And then it was, uh, can I get a, You know, how do I get some more from you? Can I, you got bundles. Can I get a bundle? I'm like, whoa, 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 these are my personal. Stuff. like, whoa, let me, yeah, let me, let
4: me start charging you for the bundles.
0: That's what I started scratching my head going, I think there's a business here. <laughs> so, um, I approached my father and my uncle and I said, you know what? Uh, I think there might be a way for us to get back into the cigar business so that I can continue the family legacy and we had I, I they said bring us a plan and a model and see if you really want to do this give us more information We'll create a business right. plan blah, blah, blah. I said okay I can't do this by myself but if you my, you know my father and my uncle brothers they were brothers uh you know become my partners uh we can do this we can open a factory and create cigars again my uncle was a retired uh, Vietnam veteran at the time. He had done 20 years of service, and um, so he was already retired. My father and I were still working in Chicago. My uncle was down here in the, in the Tampa Bay area. Very nice. So they said, uh, if you invest everything you own, we'll do it. It was a, it was a test, right, to make sure that I was really in this. Because you got to remember, how old are you, by the way? 25, going to be 26. Okay, I was 25. I was 25.
1: So 25 years old,
0: they wanted to make sure that I was serious. And they said, if you invest everything you own, we'll be a partner. Okay, I'm all in. Put it all in. And we opened up the factory in Ybor City. My uncle ran the day-to-day operation. I was in charge of design, marketing, um, blending the cigars, because I I was the one that was going to sell them. My uncle was then going to run the day-to-day operation, but I was the one that had to put things together as to what I wanted uh, the cigars to be. My father had ran administrative issues and everything else. So boom, Uh, 1998 is actually when we opened the doors. We had done uh, 95 research, 96, 97. I was still messing around, trying to figure things out. And then 98, we opened the doors in Ybor City. That lasted two years. The reason it lasted two years is my uncle Francisco, um, he did 20 years of service in in the military, uh, but it when, as a young man he was exposed to Agent Orange in Vietnam, very low you know, dosage.
4: We want to we want to thank your uncle for his service, bro. Yeah. You know, like like my dad, my uncle, my brother, my cousin. Listen, without them guys, man, listen, we wouldn't be safe where we are today, man. Because mm-hmm. you know a lot of people listen. A lot of people don't thank enough to our uh, servicemen and women. And I want to thank your uncle and everybody for their services here in the Army, the Marine Corps, the Air Force, the National Guard, whatever you're in, the Coast Guard, whatever.
0: So, okay, cool. You know. Yeah. So, uh, it turns out that as he got older, which was around that time, it did start affecting his central nervous system. He was diagnosed with MS and ended up in a wheelchair. He couldn't, he was because wow. he was having numbness in his legs. He's like, what the hell's wrong? They like, couldn't figure it out. And that's what they attributed it to. And it it came on like that. And so he ended up in a wheelchair and he couldn't run the factory anymore. So we were like, what are we going to do? Well, we called our cousins up who are in Nicaragua and, um, asked them if we could shift production over to their facility in 2000. And they said, absolutely. Come on down. This is very early days of, you know, there weren't a lot of boutiques like we have all over the place and different brands. So, uh, they said, yeah, absolutely. Come on down. So we moved, uh, we were buying material from them anyway and assembling it here in the United States. We had some cousins that had come over from Cuba that were rollers, so we were employing them here. So that entire thing shifted to our, the Nicaragua operation in Esteli in 2000. So there weren't too many guys like that looked like me, and uh, although I'm Cuban, I'm I'm very uh, Anglo look. You look right? white. Yeah. I'm not being funny. You look white. Well, it matches my name, so that's how that works.
4: So, so Dave, let me answer this question and and. It was brought to me by like several people at different lounges. So, are you related to Placencia
0: cigars? So, when I was, when, when we moved to Nicaragua and that family location, that family uh, factory that we asked our family if we could produce in, it, it's the Placencias. Nestor and Nestor Sr. and my father, my, that's the phone call that was made because they're cousins. Okay. Um, and so, yes, we're cousins with the Placentias. Um, now, I didn't grow up with the Placentias because, again, they had a similar story as we, losing everything and then fled the country. But they didn't come to the United States. They went directly to Nicaragua because they needed to continue growing material. My family, right. that, we, we lost all of that and just fled. So um, we didn't grow up, but cigars brought us back together um you know we lost a generation of familiarity there of growing up together and and the familiarity there but um yeah so yeah i it it brought me back to family heritage that otherwise would have been lost that i would you know like all cuban stories also so so many families were torn apart never to see each other again um this was our way for us to come back so yes all of our cigars to this day are made at the placencia factory uh, I've been working there since 2000, uh, and so if I had to have a term uh, other than, you know, Blanco Cigars, my, my, I'm actually considered a blender in residency there, so a master blender at the Placencia factory in residency, um, in residence, right, So uh, because it's not my factory, it's their factory. Yeah. um and and so i've been working there blending we have six different brands that we own to now so our portfolio is developed and i Very make nice. for about 12 other companies wow wow, wow. okay so yeah well, around the world we're in 30 plus countries right now um europe uh canada um wow. asia africa middle east um so yeah we're we continue to grow i mean by no means am i a huge you use the word conglomerate i'll never be that uh, there's never going to be <laughs> there's never going to be publicly tra- traded shares and uh, corporate mentality here this will always be a family business which is why i brought it back to life because i i didn't want the family's legacy to die like that so, um, too right. many years i think of over all in over 100 years of people in our family working in cigars to just let it die with my father i felt i had an obligation and this right. is where service comes in i get that obligation from service i also served in the military i have about uh 30 32, 32 plus years in the military my my father has also done 40 plus years in the military wow so dave on that note we're going to pay
4: tribute to our 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 uh, commercials And we'll be back with you, and hold that thought.
3: Been home about six months now, and I still have my doubts. Well, I'm not sure how I got here, or how I'm gonna get out. Well, my mama says I look the same as I did before I left. But if she could see inside me, it would scare her to death. Well, I can still taste the powder from the barrel of my gun. And I can hear my sergeant screaming, Run, soldier, run. And I can feel the backpack on my shoulders, gotten weighed a ton. And I see death. They taught me how to put that uniform on. I just can't get it off. Last Saturday. So God, and getting I can still taste the powder from the barrel of my gun. And I can hear my sergeant screaming, run, soldier, run. And I can feel the backpack on my shoulders. Got it waiting. All right, guys, and we
1: are back. Back from our quick commercial break. We're here with the man himself, Mr. David Blanco. Owner of Blanco Cigars, been in the business for years. A, generations. The family. <laughs> so let's let's talk about uh, let's talk about this this little beauty right here. The Prince. I'm Hall. Happy
0: to. I'm happy to. Uh, give me one second. I'm digesting what I was just watching there. That video. That music video. Who is that? Yeah. Uh, that is Mitch Russell.
1: It's called The Soldier's Memoir. That is, shout out to our producer, H. That comes from the radio station that we're a part of, MBR Radio, radio Military Brand Radio. I, I believe that's one of their followers, or maybe maybe H can jump on and tell us who that is. I don't know. H, jump on uh, and tell us who it is, just,
0: uh Just curious, because uh, I was a little close to home for me at... Um, I, so I, I, I was mentioning it to you guys, I have uh, over three decades yeah. of service. I was uh, Army Special Operations for 16 of those 32 years, and watching that video was kind of like out of nowhere for me. Yeah. It was kind of very reminiscent of. He's a he's a veteran uh, music artist. His name is Mitch Russell. I almost brought my helmet out and put it on when the thing bag came back out. <laughs> <laughs>
4: so David, so let me ask you this, so. You know, I follow you on Instagram and all that other stuff. And I see you do uh, the Blanco Blanco tours. Yes. Give us a little insight on the Blanco tours, what that consists of I'm and sure. how we can go. About it.
0: Well, I'm glad you brought that up because I was probably going to mention it because I have four slots available for my next tour. We only wow. take 10 people at a time. I have four openings. It's a five day, four night, all inclusive tour to Nicaragua. It is fifteen hundred dollars, all inclusive for on the ground. That doesn't include your airfare, but you can get down there for five hundred bucks or less. So it's about two grand if you add it all up or less. Is that now that's per person, right? Correct. Um, that includes everything though: hotel, transportation, food, beverage with meals, cigars. You get about four hundred and fifty dollars worth of cigars alone. Um, wow. It, I am. I, I'm not trying to brag or uh, have a big head about this, but. I am the only one that does a tour like this in the entire industry. Not that anybody else couldn't do it, but they just don't. Uh, Perdomo does tours and Rocky does tours and Drew State does tours. And there are a lot of companies that do tours. I am the only one that tours showing the entire country. I I love to show Nicaragua and the people and the culture and where your guys <laughs> money, goes, um, where your money goes from your side all the way to the other side where people are looking right. at. So it's not we take you to the factory, we take you to the farm, and we take you back to the airport. We stay in Granada for an evening, and we do boat tour, uh, and we show you the oldest colonial city in Central America, where Captain Morgan and the Pirates to staying out. Then we, wow. go to, then we go to Esteli, and we do everything cigar. Uh, we stay in a boutique hotel, uh, three different hotels. Um, we go in the mountains. Uh, we've done volcano surfing in the past. We've done horseback riding. We've done i show you the time we go to the markets. I want to immerse you in the culture. We eat at local restaurants and diners and stuff like that and bars and uh, clubs like nightlife. We participate. And then we take you to, um, you know, some of the mountainous areas and, you know, see waterfalls. And, and then we go down to the beach and we stay at night in the Pacific Ocean. We have another hotel. We stay over there. And then nice. we go to Leon. Leon City is one of the oldest uh, cities in Central America as well. It used to be the former capital of, of Nicaragua when the Spaniards had it as a colony before it moved to Managua. And so there's a lot of history to see there. We've done the Florida de Caña factory tour, which is the national rum of Nicaragua. We've done factory tours there. So, I mean, we do all kinds of stuff, boat rides and stuff like that. And um, nobody, nobody's doing that. I kind of re- wish he wasn't dead. But if you guys remember Anthony Bourdain, great show. I don't know if you ever watched his show. Yes. Yeah, I've seen him. I, I'm like the Anthony Bourdain of the cigar business with regard to the tours because I, I take you all around. So, I mean, you have cigars all the time, but it's not just about cigars. It's about the people. It's about the, the scenery. Right. It's about the culture. It's about the food. It's about all of it.
1: it and I was so, just going to say, I mean,
0: it's about learning about the the place itself. Yeah, absolutely. And nobody does this. I don't know why, but... Most of their tours are three days because they take you to the farms one day. They take you to the factories one day. They throw some food in you make sure you drink a lot and take you back to the airport. We do five days, four nights, all inclusive. So that's where the money is. And uh, it's, it's a deal. I give the bargains to the people with regard to the cost because I get deals with regard to the people I work with. So I go to certain hotels, certain restaurants. And because I bring groups and everything, they give me discounted breaks on prices. So I pass that along to you guys. If anybody was to do this tour on their own, it'd be like 25 dollars to three, $3,000. So. Right. So now
4: what's the dates that you have available for everybody that's watching?
0: So I have one tour this year left with four seats, and it's the 5th of March. You would leave uh, the United States to head to, to Nicaragua, and you would return on the 9th. So it's the 5th, 6th, 7th, 8th, 9th. Five days, four nights. Uh, all you got to do is get to Managua Airport. We pick you up and the rest is all on us and you just enjoy yourself. That's really much. That's pretty much what it is. So time. if so, you're interested in contacting us to, to, to do that, you can go ahead and get a hold of us. Uh, uh, you can get send us an email, send us your name, obviously, and a good phone number that we can reach you and call back uh, in case we have to talk about any information. You do need a passport for this. Um, of course, I always caveat that because I've had people say, hey, "But I don't have a passport." Well, it's getting kind of... Then you can't. <laughs> sorry. So the email would be customer service Customerservice at Customer service at B L A N C O, like my last name. Cigars. C I G A R S dot com. That's it. Well, I can't pin it up here, but when I
1: when I post this, I'll make sure I post up the. No worries. You think in the the email with it, and I'll make sure we put it out there for everybody. So, David, here's
4: here's my thing. So I'm smoking your Maduro Prince Hall. Gotcha. So the Prince Hall, shout out to all us masons. I'm traveling. So how did you come up with Prince Hall?
0: So um, for a number of years... um, First of all, I'm a master mason. I'm also a fifth generation master mason. My family were masons in Cuba. Wow. Um, That's how long this goes back. Yeah. And uh, I'm also a shriner. Um, My father's a shriner. Um, Yeah. My my grandfather was a 33rd uh, degree honorary, of course. Um, And so um, masonry was heavy in our family. I was actually contacted years ago. Um, by another mason uh, up north in New Jersey in your neck of the woods that uh, basically smoked cigars in his lodge with his buddies. And he was a gas station and Quickie Mart owner and was like, man, it'd be great to make a Masonic cigar. And so he contacted me uh, for some help because, you know, he's like, Dave, I love cigars, but I don't know anything about cigars. (laughs) <laughs> um, I'd like to do, this is, this is what I'd like to do. And you're a Mason brother to, can you help me? So, um, I did, <laughs> I did that for about six and a half years and built this Masonic brand called Ironman Solomon with regard to all the blending. Um, I,
1: funny down. I, was, I was just going to say that. So I was just going to say, you know,
0: there's another, I'm brand the, man. Out there that I'm the that. man, I'm the man behind the curtain, as they say, so, there <laughs> was, okay. We were in
1: yeah.
4: Jersey. We were in
1: Jersey, great cigars, by the way. I love those cigars.
4: We went no to, more me. I don't do them anymore. So, yeah, we went to the Legends Lounge and it's and Solomon. And uh when we went there, you know, I'm like that was about four or five years ago. Yeah, so I'm like, You're a He goes, Well, I said, You're traveling, and he couldn't answer it. And I'm like,
1: uh it was just a random guy behind the counter, it wasn't you know actually what I mean. Okay. It was just a, it wasn't
0: the owner is what you're saying. No, 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 it was just one of his right. one of his guys. Okay. So there were two guys, there were two partners and um one of them is been no longer part of the company. I am no longer working with with them. Uh I stopped about 2 years ago now, I think. I'm So, I'm so you were you would have been making them when I first started yeah. finding them and smoking them. Probably. Probably. Okay. So um again, it was one of those issues of you know, help us out. And so as a Masonic brother, I try, I, I did what my best and you can see the fruits of that labor and how that brand grew. Um, things happen in business and sometimes That's they weird. work out for a certain while and then they don't. And then we, we split up, but I wanted to honor uh, um, Prince Hall. And for those that don't know who Prince Hall is, um, I, I see him as one of the founding fathers of our country that has been lost to history. Uh, he was, I, for those of you not don't, don't know, he was a, uh, a gentleman that lived in Boston in the colonial period. He was a business owner. Uh, he was thought to be one of the first men to join the Continental Army and fight in the Revolutionary War. So he's an original Army veteran. And for all these things, I felt his story was something to be told. Um, now, what anybody ever remembers him for only is, if they do know him, is masonry. But the reality is, is that all of those things uh, he went to join masonry, and he was denied. And the reason he was denied, for those of you who are watching that don't know anything about who we're talking about, the reason he was denied is because he was black. Um, so, yes, there were free black men, business owners, living in Boston during the colonial period. Right. Yeah, yes. rare, very rare. But no, it it is very, Yes, it is very rare, so, but it, so is, fact, it is a thing. Yeah, and he was fighting for equal rights and education of, of, of blacks at the time. Um, which was like 80 to 100 years before the Civil War. This guy was way before his time. Um, he found a way to become a Mason and then ended up becoming the founding father of African-American Masonry in the United States as we know it today. And that was done, and as you can see on the band, there's a number that says 1787. Yes. Um, around the side. If your band is a small, yeah, 1787. Uh, there you go. Here's 87. and There you go. Perfect. That was the year that the he was actually allowed to uh, open up his own lodge uh, and they had to pick a name because there were the other masons, you know the Washingtons and Jeffersons and all these guys yeah, right, right, right. they were free and accepted Masons, well, they had to come up with a name. So they took his name, they renamed the lodge African Lodge uh, number one, and they became known as Prince Hall Masons. To this day they're called Prince Hall Masons. So this was my homage to that man's legacy if anybody ever wants to go find out more about Prince Hall Masonry now you can't you can be white black hispanic and join Prince Hall Masonry yes. today as well as free and accepted masonry we are together today uh yes. to, yeah. we recognize each other there's you know we all believe in the same things but um he's buried on the uh on top of the hill in uh, the north end of Boston in the old cemetery I mean we're talking five blocks from Paul Revere's house he was that's the time period he lived in. That's where he lived, so uh, he contributed uh, mightily to the founding of our country, and his story deserved to be told. And I w- was lucky enough through my art, which is my blending my cigars, to be able to uh, to do that. So that's why we we created the Prince Hall cigar.
1: Okay. So, now okay. I I did notice because I was reading the uh, the little pamphlet you sent with with these. What made you do boxes of fifty? Um so I'm also a smoker. That's kind of that's kind of unheard of in the
0: in the industry. Yeah, well, there's a few people that do it. There's a few. There's a people there's a few people who do boxes of a hundred, believe it or not. Um, so the reason I did that is because I'm a smoker and a consumer as well as a cigar maker. So the, the reasoning behind that for me was easy. It's economics. So for me to be able to bring this cigar to you as an MSRP, or as a retail price of in Robusto, which we call the square or square. This is a retail price. Of course, every state is different with your tobacco. So take into consideration. Not right. That. Right. right. In the Robusto size, it's eight-ish, eight in change. In the Toro size, it's nine in change. In the six by 60, it's 12, 11 and change. And the seven by 70 is 14 ish. The reason well, those prices exist
4: it's like 10, 12, 15, 20 bucks.
0: Where's that? Up here in New York. Yeah, oh York. yeah, because of the tax. Yeah. So <laughs> imagine what it would be. All right. So here's why there are those prices. There are those prices because I don't have to create as many boxes and, and all the packaging for. Them. So if right. I could put 50 cigars in one box rather than 20, I don't have to create as much as many boxes, as much packaging. And it keeps the cost down, which means I can not have to charge as much for these cigars to make them more affordable so for me it was about affordability um and the only way i could do that was to minimize packaging and by by that i mean make bigger boxes to put more cigars rather than so for every one box i make i don't have to make two and a half boxes that would drive up the cost the cigar would be more expensive and i didn't want to do that so I wanted it to be as affordable as possible. So it was a simple economics, and I'm a smoker myself, so I appreciate you know value in a cigar. It's very important. Absolutely. So absolutely so that's where we now. Out.
1: Now I will say I did have one of your cigars once before. And that I got it from the, the smoke in cigar of the month club, the Blanco number nine. Oh, good cigar. That was <laughs> that was yeah, that was one of oh, my cigars my first ventures into your, your brand specifically. And that had to be probably three or four years ago. Yeah. Probably because, was,
0: yeah. We yeah, don't, I don't do business with uh smoke in anymore. Okay. So, <laughs> so yeah, so it, had be, it had to be around that time.
1: Yeah. Um, it was, it was a
0: great cigar though. I loved it. Thank you. It was, it was, uh, it was actually, the- it was actually a number one rated cigar of the year in 2018. <laughs> and I smoke okay. as voted by consumers. Uh, which means a lot to me. When you get a number one rated cigar and it's voted by consumers over the world, that's a much more important issue to me than one or two guys that own a a magazine, you know, because right, that's how that goes. But I also got a 95 in CA, a 93 in Smoke Magazine, a 90 in Cigar Snob, Best Buy in Cigar Journal. So we've done very well. It's my highest rated cigar. That cigar is a a dark Corojo wrapper, triple Lajero in the filler, early priming Lajero, so it's not as... Punch you in the mouth, but it's, it's three quarter body. That's that Lijero is,
1: is right up my my alley. The, the company that I, I used to work for, who's the guy still a good friend of mine, he actually made a cigar for somebody that was an all Lijero cigar. Wow. And it's very difficult. he was like, it, it, he said, he goes, oh man, he goes, I don't smoke it. I'm like, he goes, oh, it's too strong for you. I'm like, are you kidding me, bro? I'm like, I was like, dude, just. I'm like, just send them to me. He goes, you like that? I'm like, bro, I smoked that for breakfast. Yeah. And I would. Absolutely. I would get on and I'd get up in the morning. He goes, what are you smoking today? I'm like, what do you think I'm smoking? And I do the video and I'm like, oh yeah, it's an Ollie Harry. He goes, dude, how do you smoke that first thing in the morning? I said, you got to be used to that
0: really strong punch. It depends on what you like. So we, that's all, by the way, that's all Nicaraguan tobacco. It's a Nicaraguan puro, all sensory oh, tobacco as well. We do have a limited edition version of that cigar. It's called the Blanco 9 JT Limitado. And that Mm -hmm. cigar is all Lajero. I'm going to have to look for that. Six different Lajeros. It takes me two years to make it because, and and here's why I say that, is because first, fermentation um, time is is extremely long. It's almost two years to ferment all the six (laughs) different Lajeros to get it to burn correctly because Lajero has a very poor combustion rate. So, unless we ferment it completely and totally, which takes that amount of time, it'll canoe and, and all kinds of burn problems and everything. Right. So, we've figured out the time. It takes about two years. The other issue is, is that we don't, it's limited because we can only make as much of it as we have wrapper for. It. And the reason it's very limited with wrapper is because laharo isn't generally used as wrapper. So, as a result, we have to look through the yield of the crop and You know, we look through 800 pounds of material. Maybe we find 20 pounds that are wrapper grade. Right. So we can only make as much of that cigar as we have wrapper for. So I only make it in one size, six and a quarter by 58. And we make them in boxes at 10. That cigar is much more expensive because of the time it takes. It's about retails for about 18 and change.
1: But Um, for a cigar like that, if that's what you like and you like to smoke that, like, me, I wouldn't mind paying that kind of price for that because I know I'm going to enjoy it.
0: Yeah, and it's a long smoke. It burns very slowly because, Lajero, like I said, it, the combustion rate is much slower. So it's <laughs> definitely a long smoke for the size of cigar it is. You get your money out of that one. Absolutely. But, yeah, yeah I'm glad I mean, you like the 9. That is definitely my, my heaviest hitter. I own six brands, as I mentioned. The Blanco 9 is one. Liga Exclusiva is another. It comes in a Connecticut shade and a Pennsylvania Broadleaf Maduro. Ooh, that okay. wrapper we use from them is grown by the Amish in Lancaster, Pennsylvania, yes. all Nicaraguan. So that was I got a number two rated cigar of the year with that. So I got a number one with the nine, a number two with that one. Another brand I own is called Primos Estate Selection. Primos was rated one of the best value cigars of the year in Cigar Aficionado when we brought it out. That comes in a Habano Rosado and Habano Maduro. Okay. Uh, I own another brand called Cigar Obsession. has four different brand, uh, blends yeah, yeah. in there. Oh, I know who, I've heard of that one. I know I, I've heard that one. Another brand called Above and Beyond, which is an homage. Uh, Above yes. and Beyond is the Heroes line. Uh, that's an homage and uh, pays honor to fire EMS, law enforcement, military, fallen heroes. And we do some stuff with that one. Uh, that one got a 91 in Cigar and Spirits magazine, and we sell that overseas. Uh, very proud of that cigar because it means a lot to my family personally to, to make Absolutely. that cigar. And I think that's, uh, let's see, Above and Beyond, Liga, Nine, CO, Primos, Estate, and Prince Hall. That's it. There's a six right now. Uh, I do so- make cigars, like I mentioned, for other people, but those are the six that I own right now. Okay, cool.
4: So I'm going to tell you, the
0: Prince Hall that I'm smoking right now, that Maduro,
1: the
4: is off the rack, I'm going to tell you this. I am going to look for this. I got to find a shop that carries your cigars, because not a lot of shop, shops carry David Blanco.
1: Well, a lot of shops don't carry boutiques either, so it's very, very hard to get boutiques into some of these shops.
0: It is, and especially in New York, I will tell you that we used to do a lot more business in New York than we do now, because yes. they uh, the taxes up there has have caused a 100%. lot.
4: There's
0: a lot of shrinkage. We do do business in Jersey and Pennsylvania, of course. <laughs> Um, what's the closest shop for, to you in New York?
1: There's a there's a few different ones. Um, you have Middletown Cigar Lounge, which is like 30 to 45 minutes from me. Okay. Um, there's a smoke shop by my house that has a walk-in humidor that actually is looking for new brands. After this, give me a call. We'll talk, and I'll see if I can ping them. Yeah, absolutely. He's he's looking for stuff to up his humidor. So I'm I'm
0: I'm
1: helping him on that. I'm working on helping another lounge. Uh he's a smoke shop, but he wants to open a lounge next door. Okay. So we're helping him with that. So we'll obviously we'll be in touch for that too.
0: If you can't um, find Blanco cigars near you, by the way, guys that are out there watching, there are some people online that sell our stuff. We basically okay. sell the guys that sell our stuff online are brick and mortar shops that also sell online. Um, so, for example, and, and ourselves, by the way, we, we have an MSRP store for guys like you that don't have a shop around you because the guys that sell online for us, that have brick and mortars, they may have select sizes. They may not carry right. all six brands that I own or the full line of everything that I own. So uh, what we've done and we've had for a long time is we have at BlancoCigars.com, we have an MSRP web store. So you can buy five packs or boxes or bundles. Uh, depending on the cigar, of all of our stuff. Um, so that's always a place that you know you can get it from the source. You know it's going to be properly humidified, yeah. properly stored. And we have every size of everything as long as it's in stock. Um, so, but
4: there are it. places. places. So we we want to come to your tour. So how about Turnbuckles and Stogies come to your tour, and we do a live event right there oh, with yeah, look you at this. and with all the other consumers and the people on the tour.
0: If you guys want to come on the tour, um, like I said, we got four seats available. I'm not. I'm. I'm down with it. I will tell you that it is still a third world country, and what I mean by that is, is that I have done interviews like this from there, and sometimes the internet speed is not exactly.
1: I, yeah, I've this. heard that. I've heard it's it's nice to it's it's good to go there, but I've heard it's not a it's not pleasing to do that unless you
0: like we sit down together and record the interview and then upload it when we get back. It would be a better quality. I have done it live like this, but uh, it comes in a little choppy. (laughs) Right. So now as we're as we're winding down, let me uh, let me ask you, are you going to PCA this year? Not only am I going to PCA, I'm also going to TPE in about two weeks. So yes, I'm doing both. Okay. So we'll we'll we, also we'll see, see you at TPA. PCA. We'll
1: Wait, see you. At at
4: PCA.
1: He meant to we'll say-, say PCA. PCA. Okay. <laughs> we'll see you at PCA, obviously. Perfect. We, perfect. Where I'm not, because PCA is that is right before my birthday, actually. My birthday is that Monday, the 25th. Oh, nice. All right.
0: So, so be I'll be out there
1: time. from like that the 25th. First till about the 24th, and I'll fly out the 24th. Okay, cool, man. Where are you guys staying? So, you know yet? You know where you're staying? Um,
4: the South South, South Point South South Hotel Point or something, Hotel? right off the strip. That one I don't know. Yeah, Johnny and I know you follow one that. of our
1: one of our buddies. Stays there.
4: Gotcha. He well, told us he's like that's
1: time. probably the the cheapest place you'll find unless you stay
0: farther out. I do. I would like if you would give me the opportunity. I do. I do, would like to make one plug. One Absolutely. plug I have is that we just started our annual cigars for warriors uh, donation drive. Okay. And I do this in conjunction with my buddy uh, Brian Glenn from Cigar Obsession, and then we bring all the cigars together, and then we the they come collect them. Um, on our website, which I think one of you guys are, might be on right now, we yes. have. We have a Cigars for Warriors donation bag that we prorate. We subsidize since we're not able to give direct donations for free anymore. Tobacco samples as a, from a manufacturer. So what we've done is we have these bags of 10 cigars. And uh, you guys are uh, people are allowed to go ahead and purchase them uh, for 25 bucks. We're giving 10 cigars. Yes. And then we'll co- we, we, we keep them at our warehouse. We collect them, continue to consolidate them. And then at the, it goes till the end of February, we give them, uh, uh, over to Brian Glenn. We consolidate all the cigars that we get and then cigars for comes and picks them up. Um, so if you guys would be so honored, uh, as to, uh, uh, your viewership, be interested in, um, and participating in our donation drive, it would be highly appreciated. Um, I can tell you I was one of those guys over there in, in the foxholes and a cigar meant a lot. It, uh, it brings a little bit of home back to you. It gives you a respite for a second, to, um, not have to think about what we're doing and how how bad you're in the suck, right? It's not so fun all the time. But um, blancacigars dot Just check out the cigars for warriors bag. Twenty five bucks. We take. We will make sure that we we plug all that on all of our I will our plug social media.
4: David and so yo, David. We want to thank yes. you for coming on.
0: Thank you. Thank you for we appreciate coming it. On. My hats off Absolutely. to you, my brother. Thanks, guys, Shout
4: for having me. Everybody that that tuned served, in, that tuned in, and if y'all got your Blanco cigars, and and David, I'm gonna give you, I'm gonna give you like I do everybody else, ten percent off if you order within the next week. We're gonna give you ten percent off, turn and stogies. If you don't order after the week, it's a wrap. You gotta pay full price.
1: I will definitely be ordering again. Uh, or i'll be ordering from the website now that i know that that's there but we want to thank everybody for tuning in i'll make sure the website gets posted up along with our podcast so that you guys can check it out and go look around on that note guys that has been another fun sunday david another fun you, episode brother. thank you my pleasure stay
0: smoky guys stay smoky Stay smoky bro That's the show for today, everyone. Thanks for listening. We'll be back next week with an all-new show. And remember, you can listen to us again and again. The podcast of this radio show is available right after we go off the air tonight. Anywhere that you can get your podcast episodes. And thanks for joining us today. I'd like to take a moment to talk about something close to my heart. Military broadcast radio.